It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. And welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, September 22nd, and we are back in beautiful, hot Austin. It's still hot <laughs> here in Austin, Texas. And um, Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this show, is here to make it all run smoothly as usual. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined from Illinois by licensed acupuncturist Eva Liu. And she'll be discussing the benefits of faith yoga. If you've never heard of that, we're going to learn about what faith yoga is, how it's beneficial for smoother skin, emotional relief, and we're going to talk about emotional imprints on our face. This is all really interesting stuff and more that I bet that you didn't know about. So we'll learn about face yoga for mind, body, and spirit. And later in the program, we'll be joined once again by Austin jazz musician Sharon Bourbonnet, and she'll be playing some of her new music and tell her tell us what she's up to and some of her new projects and recent musical touring around the world. And along the way, I'll be discussing a few things, a few observations and um, what I would consider key elements to living a more passionate life. So some of that is in my book, and some of those are new observations, so stay tuned for that. And throughout this evening's program, you you can be part of the show. We will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests so that they can answer them on the air. So be sure, of course, to do that while they're still here um, talking so that they can answer your questions. And my email address is Mara. That's D-R-M-A-R-A at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program once again, or many times again, (laughs) by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight, along with all of the website links given by my guests on the program, and you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs, 
to listen to all of the previous programs we've done here on Blog Talk Radio in the last five and a half years, or longer than that at this point, um, to read all of my blogs in Huffington Post and Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global, as well as some other uh, platforms, to watch videos that I have that I've created and also videos um, of interviews that I have done with guests who were live here in Austin that we did right in our Austin studio Um, and more information. You can also purchase my book and find out about my upcoming course, find out where I'll be speaking next. All of that is at a one-stop shop, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And for all information about future events, to find out what's happening in the next program, to find out about a blog that has been recently posted, um, find out about upcoming events, all of that, um, I would suggest, that you follow me on Facebook. And my Facebook address is Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. The best way to do that. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City, practicing in Austin, Texas, and sometimes in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers. And for the past few years, I've been evaluating veterans for PTSD. Um, If you want to contact me, if you have any questions or you have any information that you'd like me to know about, you can do that. You can call me. My phone number is 512-626-6973, or you can send me an email to Dr. Mara, D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com d-r-m-a-r-a-k-a-r-p-e-l.com and this evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment Postal Productions and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere neurologist, memory specialist and author of the book Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. This evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse open to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or a family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to play a few of our sponsors' commercials. It's going to be very brief, so don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we're going to be joined right here on the phone by by Eva Liu, who is a licensed acupuncturist in Illinois, and she's going to discuss the benefits of faith yoga for mind, body, and spirit. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell. We'll be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Illinois, we have Eva Liu, who is an acupuncturist and an expert in face yoga. So she's going to discuss face yoga this evening for mind, body, and spirit. Welcome, Eva. Hi, Mara. This is Eva. Um, Hi. I'm excited to be on your show. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm I'm really interested in this topic because this is not anything we've ever discussed before, and a lot of this is really new to me, so I'm excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this, yeah, I feel like this topic is um, becoming more well-known around the world. And uh, more and more people are discovering face yoga because they're looking for something natural and um, natural in terms of anti-aging, something that they can do on their own uh, for a natural facelift or um, mm-hmm. toning the muscles in the face. So if you think about face yoga as an exercise like you would do for your own body, like if you wanted to... Um, or sculpt your own body, you would do the same thing for the face. And I actually um, find that this type of exercise is so efficient um, that you can spend a few minutes doing it per day, up to maybe 10, 15 minutes. And um, as as it's called, face yoga, yoga actually brings more awareness into your body and um, allows you to settle into your body as well so you can figure out, okay, why am I making this expression? Um, And those are some of the things that often end up as the lines on our faces or Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. the asymmetry in our faces. Right. We notice that people who frown a lot Right, they always have that sour look on their face. Right, always looking mad mm-hmm. or upset. That they they start to develop lines, uh, frown lines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And that um, definitely causes 
different signals to go off in our emotional wellness um, and brain chemistry, for that matter. Like, it's, I mean, you're a psychologist, and or at least you have that mm-hmm. background. And um, no, I am a psychologist. Talk, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure you talk about these things to your patients and your clients. Um, you know about how their emotional wellness can really affect. Um, the how things look on the outside, like the way things function in the body, mm-hmm. as well as um, you know what they do in everyday life. So, so what does face yoga consist of? Let's start with the basics. What what would uh, like a set like a ten minute session of doing face yoga look like, or what would it consist of? Um, so it consists of just sitting or standing, whichever is most comfortable for the person. And you begin with breathing in and out just to center yourself. And a lot of times I like to begin with my clients by picking a mirror just because that's, um, a way for them to see what's going on by making a face in the mirror. For example, like a lot of people will wrinkle their foreheads um, doing like an expression of concern or they're, you know, they're worried about something or they're listening very intently. Like whatever that wrinkling of the forehead is corresponding to, I want them to see that for themselves. Um, as mm-hmm. they're doing the exercise. And so that's the very initial exercise. And then I show them, okay, let's let's see when we actually do the exercise to relax the forehead, how that affects you um, while you're just sitting there and breathing in. So a lot of it is just really bringing that awareness and um, figuring out for yourself. Like, I can't tell you or my client how they're actually feeling while they're wrinkling in their forehead. So a lot of times I'll just say, okay, let's do this exercise. And while you either open your eyes or close your eyes as you're doing this, inhale, exhale, feel how your, you know, face is feeling, essentially, um, like mm-hmm. the sense, you know, intuitively, like, okay, why does my face need to go into this expression? And so um, this is what the tie is between the emotions and expressions on your face. Um, as we had talked about before, um, just to help the person tap in into their emotions a little bit more. Right. Because so it's kind of like is, mindful. So it's a mindfulness um, exercise focused on the face. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, while it is a mindfulness exercise for the face, um, a lot of people, like I said earlier, 
like to do it because it gives them that natural sculpt and tone for the face, especially if they're looking to erase any of these lines. Um, mm -hmm. Or over time, we lose the collagen elastin and also bone density in our faces, which lead to the changes in our faces from when we were teenagers. Um, and a lot of the shallowness that shows um, underneath the cheekbones that shows up like in our late 20s, early 30s, um, these exercises can start to plump those areas up again because you're building okay. the muscle. So there are actually, so after the mindfulness part, there's actually, there are actually exercises to do with your face. Exactly, exactly. Um, and it really depends on what the client's looking for. But um, I think the foundation of it is really just bringing that awareness into the body by either looking at yourself while you're doing the exercises, which helps with symmetry. But if you're doing it without a mirror, it also just really helps you get centered and see, okay, why am I actually making this space? How have I made these expressions over the course of time to have these lines or um, different definitions of my face? Because the, the body as well as the face um, tell our story of the emotional things that we've gone through. And um, yeah, so that that's kind of where I started learning about face yoga is because I was doing uh, facial rejuvenation for my clients. And with Chinese medicine, we talk a lot about the emotional well-being connected to the physical being. And we can see these, like with a trained eye, um, we can see these on clients uh, as they come through the door. And with questioning as well as observing the client, like we start to make ties with, okay, yes, maybe grief causes um, certain lines to show up on the face or... Um, this one's really interesting to me. This empowerment shows up on the face in a certain area. Mm -hmm. um, and so those those are what society considers as negative type of things, but it also, there are other things, like as you're born, um, everybody has a different facial structure that they're born with, and that can kind of give the onlooker, the person who's looking at your face, an idea of what types of characteristics you're prone to, like what your personality is like. Um, so for me, I when I look at people, it's very interesting to see, oh, okay, this person um, is very motivated by certain things. Um, Maybe they're like even like looking at the lip size, the shape of the lip, like can tell you if somebody's like really giving or really caring.
caring and their um, perspective on life, even. And that's just from the lips. So, um, so, so is that what you would consider face mapping? Yeah, that's what I would consider face mapping because you're just looking at the structures of the face, such as the bony ridges, such as your jawline, your cheek line, uh, or your cheekbones, uh, your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be considered like if you want to give them a name, like kind of the geography of your face. Um, those are considered like the mountains of your face, um, uh-huh. as well as your nose. So uh, with face mapping or face reading, um, in that respect, like people can kind of tell, oh, okay, is this... Um, person prone to more anger or or like are they grinding their teeth all the time? Are they stressed all the time? Like this is so, what we would call in Chinese medicine, like liver energy. So let me ask you, Eva, um, if we start to change some of those things, will our face change? Or if we work on our face, will our emotions change? I mean, does it go both ways? Like if we start becoming more giving people or we become more relaxed and less angry, does that affect our face? And vice versa, if we start doing face yoga to work on some of those areas, will it start to affect our emotions? I I definitely think so. Um, I definitely think so because what the exercises lend themselves to is whether or not you actually identify those different emotions because sometimes those emotions aren't so clear to us. Mm-hmm. If, if by doing the exercises, if you can just start to relax your face and have a little bit more control over your facial expressions, I feel in my own case as well as with my clients, they they start to be more aware of, oh, okay, wow, my jaw is starting to relax. My face is starting to relax. I'm having less tension headaches. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of those types of things are just, if you just want to talk about the muscular level, it's not the emotional or the energetic levels, like if you just want to talk about like the physical, um, if you can just relax the muscle by itself and give it a different direction because sometimes over time with the expressions that we're making all the time, um, we end up using some muscles more than others. So it creates like this compromised relationship with a muscle that's being used too much or and a muscle that's not being used as much. Okay. And so, okay. Um, so you're starting to give the face a way to relax in that way, and over time you start to feel better, and then the positive attributes associated with relaxation, such as 
like, okay, I can just like chill out and things aren't such a big deal to me anymore. Like I think it lends mm-hmm. itself to being like it can change your face as well as your outlook on life with that because that's, you're just that's overall pretty, feeling better. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Um I do want to mention, you know, several years ago when I was studying biofeedback, um, you know, to relax, be more aware of tension in different parts of your body in order to find relief from pain. Um, One of the things I learned, and so you just reminded me of that, was that if someone's having a lot of stomach aches because they tend to have a lot of stress, um, there's no way to actually relax the stomach because you don't have control of your stomach. But in biofeedback, we were taught to relax your forehead. And oh. if you relax your forehead, it would have a direct effect on relaxing your stomach, the the activity of your stomach. Have you ever heard oh, of that? I haven't heard it in that way with the biofeedback because I'm not that familiar with the biofeedback, but as you're talking about relaxing the forehead, it makes a lot of sense to me because the vagus nerve is connected to that area of the forehead Mm -hmm. and the temporal area, and sometimes um, if that area gets really, really tight, it can affect the stomach. Um, yeah, we those associated. We we would actually put electrodes on the forehead to test for muscle tension, and you know you get the feedback, you get the sound feeding back to you, telling you if you're if you're tense or if you're relaxed in that area wherever the electrodes are. <laughs> wow! So, wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me because even in Chinese medicine, um, you might have heard about the meridian or the channels uh-huh. that run through our bodies, and that's another map of itself within the body. And in Chinese medicine, when you use acupressure or acupuncture a massage to activate these areas, it starts to release um different areas of the body and it doesn't necessarily have to be directly in the local area. It can be in a distal area such as what you're talking about releasing the forehead um, Mm -hmm. to gain more relaxation in the stomach and um, yeah, for me that makes perfect sense and Mm -hmm. also with face mapping um, it's similar to reflexology of the feet. I think many people nowadays um, are familiar with reflexology in the hands or the feet because it um, is like a little map of the body. And uh-huh. and essentially the face is the same way too. Like you can look at the map or you can look at the face as a little map of your entire body as well. So, um so that's what is really interesting to me just because from looking at a face, I can also see what somebody is predisposed to, like say a line, a little line in between your 
eyes on the bridge of your nose can indicate, okay, this person might need to eat a little bit more often than somebody who doesn't have that little line hmm, um, that's in between their nose. Or um, someone with heart disease, like maybe you've seen clients who have a history of heart disease, like their noses might be a little more ruddy or red, pink. Um, uh-huh. And that uh, the nose corresponds to the heart, the cardiovascular system, for instance. Um, or like hormonal imbalances like that occurs around the jawline and around the mouth. Um, sometimes there's acne around those areas. And a lot of people will just say, oh, it's due to my diet or um, stress. And yeah, those, those are definitely valid points because um, if you're stressed out or you're eating poorly, like those are going to affect your hormones. Um, and if you're a woman who is, is still menstruating, like those hormones affect um, all of your like your entire cycle throughout the entire month, and sometimes those the acne actually pops up in these areas that I'm talking about around the jaw and around the mouth. So, um, so that's why I find it really interesting to be able uh-huh. to use the faith as a map to guide me and helping clients, you know. Um, right. Now, what about people who have done things to their face, like Botox or fillers? And, you know, does that change the mapping? And how does that affect us? On an energetical level, I believe that it affects the body um, in terms of not allowing the body to fully express itself. So sometimes we talk about stagnation in the body as um, being an unexpressed emotion, and this can cause um, tightness in the face or the muscle where the where there's been augmentation or fillers or Botox and mm-hmm. um, over time these procedures don't last. There, there's like a time where the fillers and the Botox the right. they, they will get metabolized at some point. And then the muscle, like the idea behind these, like Botox, for example, like it's to freeze the muscle. And then if used over a certain amount of time, the muscle actually starts to atrophy. And mm. the Botox doesn't do what it needs to do. And the um, so the muscle actually loses its muscle integrity over time. And with face yoga or like facial sculpting um, exercises or stimulation to these areas, while they might, while they do increase the metabolism rate of fillers and Botox, 
it helps nourish the muscle to keep um, keep the muscle integrity alive. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these techniques are definitely encouraged. I would definitely encourage them in people who um, like to use these types of procedures as well as uh, facial augmentation, um, a facelift, and they've had surgery already and they want to keep the integrity of their face lifted, um, you have to start using those muscles because um, whatever it is, like threading or just like um, peeling, like not peeling, excuse me, um, but like tucking the skin to the scalp or the jawline, uh-huh. like that, that's effective for however many years, but you still have to engage those muscles to give it the fullness that um, rejuvenation offers. So, um, okay. So, yeah, I, I so definitely now, recommend that. Now, based on what you were saying earlier, it sounds like, it, you know, the face yoga could be used instead of um, doing things like that, but you know, surgery or or fillers or Botox, that maybe you could get some of the same effects from doing something natural like face yoga. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are looking towards face yoga as a means to achieve the fullness in the face as well as the tone without going to surgery or fillers of Botox um, because there's Mm -hmm. more and more research showing that it's not so great for the body. um, Right, right. And like you said, it doesn't last. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it lasts for a certain amount of time and then afterwards you still have to do the maintenance um, Mm -hmm. for it. And I feel like if you're just working, if if you really work with your body's natural process of aging um, and exercise those muscles, engaging those muscles in different ways, um, your face can still have that youthful look to it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like this movement with Face yoga, it's it's also giving people an empowerment to actually do these things by themselves because um, it takes only a few minutes every day, and a lot of times, like if we're stressed out at work or like we're bent over looking at our phone or computer. A lot of times we just want to come out of that position of looking down all the time to looking up. And this is actually one of the key pieces to the effectiveness of face yoga because once you start to focus on your posture, um, that is one key ingredient to keeping everything lifted on your face. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, so, and it sounds like it, you know, the benefit is that it's not just 
you know, cosmetic, which it sounds like, you know, that is a big benefit that you can have a more youthful appearance, but it also affects your mood um, and, you know, can you, can, you feel stress relief from it. Um, and you can, and, and you can learn to, uh, to know what you're feeling or what your body needs. So those, that's mm-hmm. pretty, um, you know, that's really beneficial in itself. Uh, are there things that listeners could do right away? Do you have any suggestions for listeners to kind of get an idea of uh, a taste of, of face yoga so that they could be, you know, find, feel what it feels like so they'd be more interested in following up and actually, you know, taking uh, a class in it or or having a consultation about it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we can start off by wherever you are. If you're driving, we, you can keep this in mind and doing it later. Um, but... If you're just sitting or laying down, just make yourself really comfortable. And we're just going to start. I can guide you through this. And we're going to work on the neck. Like a lot of people like to um, work on the neck because it's the first, one of the first places where the skin starts to lose its integrity. And um, mm-hmm. there's a muscle called the platysma. And this is a really, really thin muscle that um, basically starts at the collarbone and inserts into your jawline. And um, this area is what a lot of people will ask me about, like for like sagging neck, the sagging neck, or like turkey neck. Um, mm, and, mm-hmm. and some of this is because of posture as well as um, just muscle loss overall. And so okay, what so we can do, um, yeah, Mara, you can also do this as well if your hands are free. Okay. Um, okay. We'll just sit here, and you can close your eyes. Breathe in and out. I'm going to do this two more times. Breathe in. And out. Breathe in again. Out. You're going to place your left hand right underneath your collarbone. You're just going to it down and then you're going to place your right hand on top of your left hand. So your hands act as an anchoring device. So you're going to anchor your chest with your hands and then bring your chin down to your neck. Touch your chin to your neck as much as you can. You might feel a slight stretch in the back of your neck. And if it's too Mm -hmm. much, just come up a little bit. Be gentle with yourself. And 
as your hands are anchored to your chest, you're going to lift your chin slowly up towards the ceiling. Then you're going to breathe in and out. Inhale again. And exhale. Inhale. Exhale. So as you're doing this, you're going to feel a nice stretch in your neck. And you'll also notice that your breathing starts to slow down a little bit. And just one more round of inhale and exhale. And come out of it. Just slowly bring your chin back down to your chest and back to neutral. Mm -hmm. So that's just one posture. And yeah, that felt nice. Out of it. Yeah, it does feel really Especially nice. Especially if you hold a lot of tension in the back of your neck. It feels mm -hmm. like a relief. Mm -hmm. It does. So, 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 Eva, if people are interested in finding out more about face yoga or how they can work with you, um, what are what are some ways that they can do that? Um, some ways that you guys can contact me or check out are. My website, um, it's lafloraisonwellness.com, and that is, I'll spell it for you, L-A-F-L-O-R-A-I-S as in Sam, O-N-N as in Nancy, and then wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. And you're going to have mm -hmm. this on your website, right? Yes. I'm going to post this later this evening so people can just click on it if okay, they want to. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really active on Instagram as well. So you can find me at Beauty from California to Nice. Uh-huh. And you can also email me too. Like I will check my email and respond e.lu blue.acupuncture at gmail.com Okay, so. great. Great. I'm going to uh, post those all, all of those uh, contacts on my website later tonight so people can can go there and check it out if they didn't have a chance to write it down when you were saying it. Um, and I'm going to check out Face Yoga because uh, we all want to look younger and feel better, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, great. Thank you so much for, for coming on to the program and enlightening us about this. It's, a, 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 it's really a, something new, and um, I think a lot of, you know, it's new to me. It's probably new to a lot of people. Um, and so thank you so much for enlightening us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Mara. 
for having me. It's been really fun talking to you. Yes, thank you. And you have a good evening. Thank you as well. And happy fall equinox tomorrow. Oh, yes, yes. I hope it cools off here in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to, so It will eventually. I know that. (laughs) All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, We have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And uh, I hope you're feeling a little more relaxed after doing some yoga for your neck. And I'm gonna, I am gonna check out the, you know, face yoga because I think that's a great idea, and I'm all for doing everything naturally because um, there are side effects to doing um, surgery and fillers and all of that. And as as Eva was saying, it doesn't last, and you still have to do the face yoga um, to keep it, keep your face plumped up. <laughs> all right, so. Um, with that, let me go on to talk a little bit um, before our musical guest comes on. Chara Bourbonnet will be on um, in a little while. But first, here's some news. Um, let's see. My blog just posted, a, a new blog just posted Friday evening on Thrive Global. That's Ariana Huffington's health and wellness blog. And you can find it if you go to Thrive Global and you Uh, do a search for my name, or you can go directly to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and click on blog, and all of my blogs will be there from Thrive Global and Huffington Post and Medium and Savannah. And um, also, it's on my Facebook page. So if you go to my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years, you'll find it. It's on Instagram as well under my name, Mara Carpel. And this latest blog is called Spirituality Without Compassion is Selfish, Creating with Compassion a Key to Passionate Living. So it's kind of blunt, um, but I talked about it. Last week, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, so um, it has some tips in there about a key to passionate living, which I'm, I'm going to talk a bit about some key ingredients to living a more passionate life. Um, and let's see if there's any. Oh, I do recommend that you sign up for my newsletter on my website. If you go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and if you don't get the pop-up window um, to sign up, then you can look for free gifts that's on several of the the uh, links on my website. And when you sign up for a free gift 
which is a free chapter of my book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, then you will be on my email list my, for my newsletter. Um, you can decline it once you get it if you don't want to get it. But I do recommend getting onto my email list because um, I, I don't send out very many newsletters. But when I do, and I'm planning to be, um, I'm planning to send one out this week, and it will be the first one in a few months. Um, it will. It has several free links on the uh, newsletter. Things that you can watch or read or listen to um, uh, related to living a passionate life and any news about upcoming events or previous events that you can still uh, read or watch or listen to. So um, I recommend signing up and I'll be sending out a newsletter this week. So keep your eye open for that if you're on my, on your, on my email list. Also, if you didn't get to see my interview with Carrie Hummingbird that was posted in August, uh, she interviewed me on her show, Soul Nectar show, show, and it's both visual and auditory, and you can watch it or listen to it in multiple ways. You can list, just listen if, you're, if you want to listen while you're driving, um, or you can actually watch it on your computer. And all of the different ways that you can watch or listen to it are on my website, and they're also on the Facebook page for the Soul Nectar Show. As far as speaking engagements, I have several that are in the works right now, and I will let you know when I will be speaking next. I do have one coming up at the Unity Church in Brownsville on October 20th. So if you're in the Brownsville area, um, that's at 11 a.m. at the Unity Church. Okay, so I wanted to talk about some keys to passionate living. And I've spoken about this before um, somewhat. So I'm going to, you know, go off, give a little more information um, on that topic. So I've spoken about the four pillars of living a passionate life. And they include allowing yourself to dream because a lot of us um, have shut that off. Once we hit adulthood, right, we, were, we only thought we could have a dream when we were children, and then we decided that being mature adults meant that um, we could no longer dream. So that's number one. You need to have that as an essential pillar towards living a passionate life. And it's also um, very important, another pillar, is to have gratitude for what you already have. Um, because when you come from a place of being enough and having enough, then you are passionate and inspired to follow your dreams um, rather than running towards something out of desperation. That's not passion. Desperation is not passion. So having gratitude for what you already have will help to keep that passion and inspiration in the journey. Um, being kind to other people, having kindness um, is important, and generosity, and being compassionate. 
an important ingredient. So the 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 article that I wrote, the blog that I wrote, was about creation. That um, the essential, you know, it all comes down to creating. And when you're creating, no matter what it is you're creating, and I spoke about this last week, um, it creates passion in your life. But creating um, really includes compassion in it because um, you, if you're creating in a selfish way, if you're doing it without any um, desire to help other people with your creation, then it's very um, time-limited in how, you, how long you'll feel joy. Because as I mentioned last week, there will be times where things, where you hit a wall, where things get rough. You either hit a creativity, a creative wall, or things get rough in your life because life is like that. There are rough spots. And if it's all about you, then at those times, there, it will be very difficult for you to keep on that path. When you have a greater purpose and a greater meaning to what you're doing, when you know that this is helping other people, that's what gets you to keep going through those rough spots. So it's much more sustainable um, to have joy and to have passion if you have a greater meaning um, to what you're doing, a greater purpose, and a greater purpose, and you know, automatically consists of having compassion. You want to help people. There's a bigger purpose. You want to help the world with whatever it is that you're doing, even if it's something that you're doing alone in your in your studio as an artist that you're painting. It's going to help other people when you go out and show your painting. People are are very are emotionally moved by your painting and they're inspired to be creative themselves. All of these things are are important. They're part of the bigger picture. So even when it comes down to that sort of creation, um, you are you are you are doing it with a a larger purpose. But creation can also be um, going out and, and building bridges between people, creating, creating um, health in the world. So helping other people to learn how to be healthy, um, to eat healthy or to live a healthier lifestyle, um, your, or, or emotional wellness, um, or helping people who are really suffering to go to bring them food um, if they're um, if they don't have enough food or help people to find a way to ease their suffering that's all creation and that's all and that all consists of compassion and and I really think that that is the key to living a passionate life so you know there is a there is a a a, a train a, a way of thinking a, a, a spiritual movement um, to talk about to to 
to encourage people not to even think about suffering, to run away from other people's suffering, to ignore it, to ignore your own suffering, and only focus on the positive, and you'll bring more positive into your life. So while I do believe it's important to focus on positive, um, to, to look at silver lining of clouds, that doesn't mean that you ignore the cloud, because if you completely ignore it, it doesn't go away, and it all it comes back to bite you later, and it causes more pain. And if and that's when we run from our own pain, and when even when we run from the pain of other people, because we're all connected. And so, another person's pain, even on the other side of the world, is going to hurt us because we are connected. It hurts hurts us on a a deep level, even if we're not conscious of it. And so. I I really truly believe that focusing that that focusing on the silver lining the silver lining being how can I help how can I make a difference how can I create how can I create more health how can I create more joy how can I create more healing is really important but shining a light as well and being compassionate and bearing witness to the cloud, to the suffering that exists there, that's very real, um, helps in the healing. Because when we shine the light on a dark place, we bring light into it. When we show compassion for another person, even if it consists of just listening to them and really truly listening to them and letting them know that you understand you're already starting the process of healing for them. You're helping them to heal. I mean, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't have gone into my career as a psychologist if I believed that ignoring pain is how we heal. No, I listen to people's pain all the time. And then, and then move into how can we heal it? How can we move forward rather than just focusing on the pain? That's not healthy either. Just thinking about over and over and over again these terrible things that happen. It's important to shine a light on it and then move forward. Um, And I say that because I really believe that sitting and meditating and focusing on joy and focusing on nature, all extremely important things to do. And I talk about it quite a bit on the show. I've written about it in my book. I've written blogs about it. It's very important to find our center and to rejuvenate ourselves and to energize ourselves and give us the energy to be a light, to to um, increase the light within us so that we can be a light in the world. But if we only do that, and that's all we do is focus on our own joy and focus on just going within and, and we insulate ourselves and live in a bubble where we don't pay attention to what's going on in the world, there is a narcissistic selfish quality to that. And we're not being a healing force in the world. We are not we're not that light in the world. When we we need to go forth in the world and bring our gifts and bring our light. And there's a lot of benefit to doing that for us 
not just for the world. So, you know, I've, I've spoken about that, that when we, um, when we, when we engage in compassionate and kind acts, there's a food feedback loop. We get a lot of benefit from that. It increases our health. We actually have a physical reaction when we know that we're helping another person or other people, that physically our body creates more endorphins, which are those feel-good chemicals and pain-relieving chemicals. It it increases serotonin, which is a it, which is what's necessary for a positive mood and for better sleep. Um, and we we um, create uh, more more immunoglobin A, which is what we need for better health and our to boost our immune system. So that and then that gives us more energy to then go out and do more good things. So there is a a feedback loop, and I've written quite a bit about that and how doing generous acts helps us and it also helps the people who are observing us. And it in one generous act can can be part of saving the world because when we do something for another person that's compassionate and generous, then that person feels inspired to also be generous. And anybody who knows about it and watches it will also feel inspired. And there's been research about that, that people who watch Generous Acts have that same production of immunoglobin A and endorphins and serotonin, and they feel they have more light inside and they want to go out and create more light in the world. So it it it's not completely selfless to be compassionate um, and it's part of creating it's part of um, being creative um, I've seen people on this program so many of my guests are people who are going out and doing great things in the world and I've I've focused a lot I've highlighted one particular group team Brownsville which is a group on the um, Texas-Mexico border where they're helping the migrants who are coming to seek asylum and are kind of stranded waiting to ask for asylum and being allowed to stay. And there are families that are living in the street in Matamoros, Mexico, which is right on the other side of the bridge, waiting to come over. And they can wait for months. Um, So... They don't have a place to live. They don't have food or water or schooling or beds to sleep in. So Team Brownsville brings them food twice a day. They bring over home-cooked meals twice a day. They've uh, brought tents. They're now, you know, so they are now a uh, 501c3 organization, so they've gotten a lot of donations, so they're able to now bring tents. They've contracted with um, a church in that town to bring cases of water because it's over 100 degrees every day, and they are now um, part of a, a, a whole collection of groups that are um, – doing what's called 
um, sidewalk school. So every Sunday they're they're teaching. A lot of the members are teachers. A lot of the members of Team Brownsville are are teachers that are still working or retired teachers. And they go every Sunday and they teach um, children all the subjects that they're missing because the children are not in school while they're waiting there. And I bring, I highlight them because this is close to home for me and because this is a really big issue that's currently happening right now. It's a very acute issue. Um, but there are many people on the program who are doing compassionate acts for all sorts of people in need all over this country and all over the world. So it's not, it's not just them. It's, you know, but I'm very attracted to um, having people on this program who are doing compassionate acts and who are then able to talk about their passion about it. Because I have observed firsthand other than, interviews that I've done on the show with people who are engaged in compassionate activities um, and hearing the passion in their voice when I interview on the show. But I've gone to the border and I've met um, several of the, the people from Team Brownsville and I see the passion that they have. And they have told me that this, has something, this is something that has changed their lives in a very positive way by being there and bearing witness to the pain. And they, they feel the pain. They, they also suffer the pain along with the people that they're helping. So there is an element of pain that's involved in this. Um, but rather than running away from it, they, are, they bear witness to it. They let them know, hey, we know what you're going through. And they are part of the healing for it. And anyone who outside of the area who donates money or time or um, supplies is part of it. So also feels that. So there's so in, in, they feel passionate. They have developed this passion from being part of the solution. We're trying to be. I mean, this is a very big problem, and it just keeps snowballing. So, you know, at times people feel like, wow, am I really doing anything? But but they are because those children um, are getting so much out of it. They can't wait. They they tell stories about I, – I follow them on Facebook, Team Brownsville. You can do the same thing, stories about these children who cannot wait until Sunday when they are part of sidewalk school and they get to do arts and crafts as well as learn to read and write and they get their geography lessons and science lessons. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And there are teachers in – from Mexico that are part of it. There are asylum seekers who are teachers, who were teachers where they're coming from, and they're part of it. And then these Americans that are going across the border to teach. And the passion is something that you can just feel when you see them, when you speak to them, when they've been on this program. Um, and again, for, for the rest of us, being able to donate 
um, for them, they're looking for school supplies and also supplies for living, um, food and um, bedding and, and clothing. And so they, uh, if you're interested in that particular group, you can go to teambrownsville.org and find out how you can participate. You can volunteer. There are volunteers coming from all over the country to help them. Or you can send donations of money or supplies. But I think it's important no matter how we help other people and no matter what group we become part of to help other people or how we donate, that when it's it's important to know that doing that and being compassionate and and not running from other people's pain or even from our own pain that we feel um, when we when we experience this when we when we are really there um, bearing witness um, that when we when we don't run from it but rather look at how we can be a part of the solution that we create more passion in our own lives um, but at the same time it's important to take care of ourselves. And that's where it, it, that's where those other practices come in, where we do have to back off for periods of time where we can go in, in within and we can meditate or do some deep breathing or relaxation. Um, last week on the program, we had Dr. Joe Schaefer who, from Austin Kung Fu and Tai Chi, and he talked about um, Tai Chi as a way – to find that inner focus and relaxation, um, stress management. Eva Lou this evening talking about face yoga, another way, um, you, regular yoga, hatha yoga, or kundalini yoga. Um, Dr. Joe last week also talked about a type of meditation called open focus, and I open focus that he teaches. He gives seminars here in Austin, and I looked it up and found a meditation, an open focus meditation, and it was really uh, very effective. I felt really calm and more focused so that I could be more creative and I could be more effective um, in a compassionate way. And this is really important for caregivers because caregivers, in order to be a good, a really effective caregiver, you have to be compassionate. But you, in order to not run into compassion fatigue, you need to take some time to take care of yourself. So getting out in nature, doing some sort of relaxation, exercising, uh, you know, those these are all pillars of living a passionate life. I mean, all the, the bricks beneath, in the foundation beneath the pillars um, in living a passionate life. So self-care eating well, sleeping, um, exercising, um, ignoring the criticism that you will receive whenever you're living a passionate life, um, and finding a way to relax and, um, and find your center. And you need that when you are living a passionate life, no matter what it is that you're doing, when you're creating, when you're compassionate, you need to find your center. And I have a chapter about that in my book, how to, how to go within, how to find your center, how to relax. 
Um, there are several different ways you can do it. It's not one size fits all, and it's not the same technique works every day all the time. So you, you need to switch it up. Um, so I'm going to stop here on that note, and we're going to play a little music, which is another way to relax and, and rejuvenate yourself so you can go out into the world and live a passionate life. Um, we're going to play the music of our next guest, who is very passionate in her music, Shara Bourbonnet, Austin jazz musician. So don't go anywhere. Listen to the music, and we'll be joined by Austin jazz musician Sharon Bourbonnet.
All right, we are back. And if you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone, we have the singer of that and the composer of that last song, jazz musician Sharon Bourbonnet. Welcome, Sharon. Good. Hey, good afternoon, Dr. Carpell. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a while, um, but you've been busy. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can barely, yeah, I feel like a a dog circling the couch or turning circles, chasing his tail, (laughs) whatever that is. So, So maybe you can fill us in on what you've been up to. Well, um, that song that was playing, the um, Next to Fall, I wrote uh, uh, in honor of the homeless. And I, I play with another band also uh, called the Rock and Gospel Project, in addition to mm-hmm. my own music that I do. And we perform every, no, uh, every New Year's, uh, January 1st, at the uh, Baptist Church downtown, I believe it's on Trinity. And they hand out long johns and socks and whistles, and they uh, have a wonderful throwdown meal. I mean, they get the the homeless come, the people that are lacking homes and and needing assistance. They get fed, they get served, and the Rock and Gospel Project plays for them for their lunch. So they get okay. to sit down and eat while we play music for them. So we've been doing that for years. Uh, through an organization called House the Homeless. And it was founded, I believe, by Richard Troxell. He was always the president uh, of the organization. It's a total volunteer organization. But they um, put on this thing for the for the homeless each year to come and eat. And we play. And I'm sitting there or standing there playing with the band and looking out and just looking at the faces and going, you know, How? Or when? When did you become, uh, you know, in this situation? From mm-hmm. I'm sure one day you had, you know, rent to pay or a car to drive, and you had a home and a job and and everything. And then it just, you know, when does it happen that you are in this situation? And I, it's been bugging me ever since. I'm like, how can we prevent it from happening? And mm-hmm. to raise awareness. You know, to to these these folks that were probably all like just you and me, you know, working and living in our homes, right? And right. And had a had a bad break or a bad turn, because I look in their eyes and I'm like, you're just like me. We're all, you know, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the song to uh, bring to raise awareness. Like the song speaks of a of a great musician. You know, that had a bad turn of events, you know, and ended up now he's playing on the street and his home is the street. So I just am going to, you know, keep putting the message out there. And my hope is um, 
to do a video with the song. And I already have some people that are interested in, in helping me do the video and uh, be in the video. One you might know is Tomas Ramirez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asked him to be in the video, you know. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. You know, to you know, be playing his saxophone and everything, and and just so we can really get the message and the feeling across of what it's like, you know, because he's a very successful musician, you know, and so he's agreed right. to help me by acting in the video, and uh, and we just are in the works of it right now, putting it together to, to help great. our brothers and sisters out, yeah. That's great. Well, that was what I was just talking about. I was talking about creating with compassion. That was my whole topic about my blog, that living a passionate life is about being creative while being compassionate and bearing witness to the suffering of others. Yes, yes. How perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, I... I'm brought to tears, you know, I'm driving down the streets of Austin and, you know, we have, this is a big thing in Austin right now with the mm-hmm. camping, the homeless and the, the everything and everybody's all up in arms and everyone has their opinion, but you can't get past the fact that you're looking at your, your fellow humans, you know, we're all one and, and they're suffering right. around the heat, around the cold and, you know, how can we help them out? And more importantly, how can we catch them before they fall mm-hmm. is, is kind mm-hmm. of the point. And that's what I'm saying in the song. It's like, sure, you know, we're all going like, that's, that's really bad, you know. But, you know, we could all be in that situation. Right. We're, you know, most right. of us a paycheck away or a missed rent check, yeah. you know, away mm-hmm. from being in a, in a similar situation. So I think that we all need to work together. And, and raise awareness that we need to find solutions, not just complain, you know. Yeah, that's great. That is mm-hmm. so great that you're doing that. Um, yeah. And and great that Tomas is doing an accident. That's so <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, so, I, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not video savvy. So I have some people hopefully working with me to create, you know, the nuance of this video where it has some, some actual photographs and some interviews with some people and then actually create like a scene like of, you know, what it would be like to follow somebody's career from a successful musician to being out on the street to kind of create mm-hmm. that. So that's what I'm hoping to do mm-hmm. with Tomas's mm-hmm. help. Yeah. So, so you just went to Europe as well to play, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yes. How, how is that? Went, what did tell us about that? Yeah. I, it was just amazing. I it was a life changing journey uh, to go to France and Spain, um, especially with Joe King Carrasco, who I've been mm-hmm. a fan of since I was a kid, absolutely. And um, so he asked me to play keyboard with him and tour France, and then I was going to be in Spain with my band. So it worked out that I just did double. Wow. And we got to stay That's in great. southern France. Yeah, in little bitty towns and little villages. And we played all over. And it was just a, a wonderful experience. And I hope to go back. Um, it's called Pueblos Blancos Music Festival in Spain. And a lot of Austin and musicians from the Valley um, 
Go mm-hmm. and also musicians from around the world gather in the Andalusia Mountains for a, four days of concerts, and we travel by bus to each little village that we play at that evening, and then go back to where we're staying. Uh, you know, to, nice. to sleep, and then we get up the next day and do it, and it's just. Once again, quaint little villages in Spain, just like the quaint little villages in France. And it was, you you don't even think things, places like that exist anymore. But it's yeah. really slowed down and beautiful. And it's a wonderful thing that they're doing with Pueblos Blancos. Uh, it's run by um, a gentleman named Phil Plata, who's here in Austin. And his partner is Yosu Camacho in Spain. So he organizes mm. the whole festival, and it's just very fantastic. nice. Very yeah. nice. Now you just now you said that you recorded that song next to the fall. Was that on a new CD that you recorded? Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of recording with a wonderful legendary uh, producer Chris Gage in Moonhouse Studio, mm-hmm. and so it's. All, that's the only track that we completed just to do the video this next to fall, but uh-huh. it's going to be, I believe, 10 or 12 songs. Oh, God, I wish I <laughs> It's been a work in progress. So uh, Moonhouse Studios is not far from my house in Austin, but uh, it's moving to right across the street from my house. So oh, wow. it, was, it worked out, yeah, that I could take off for Spain and France, and now, now once it gets settled across the street, I will uh, continue the album and finish it up, Very and nice. hoping for a a 2020 release. Yeah, with some mm-hmm. new songs. Yeah. So, so, so what is this patron of being a patron of the arts for Sharon Bourbonnet? What is that about? Well, um, the patron of the arts is is kind of like in the in the um, old version of being a patron of the arts. You know how musicians. And were hired by the court or the king or the queen or the prince, and they would play. Mm-hmm. Or the elite, you know, would would help out the musicians and artists by, uh, you know, supporting them. And right, uh, that's the same kind of idea. But in modern times, you know, musicians, as you know, we all are kind of struggling. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> you know, you know, artists are definitely struggling. We we don't get. We're not the upper echelon of of musicians and artists that, you know, fill the stadiums and stuff like that. So we have to, right. you know, do what we can to get our music and our art out there. So it's a way for people that want to have an inside scoop of what I'm doing uh, and can support me with as as much as like a dollar or $5 or $10 a month by uh, mm-hmm. signing on to my Patreon and you I guess sign up with your, you know, your debit card or your Visa card, and it just comes out once a month. And then you can go to the Patreon and see exclusive behind the scenes of, say, my recording or my trip to uh-huh. France. There's a video oh, of nice. that on there. Yeah. So because recording an album and traveling to France and Spain, it sounds wonderful, but it's not cheap. <laughs> no, I couldn't <laughs> imagine. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we and, all do it for the love. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's a it's a passionate it's mm-hmm. it's a life of passion. So Yes. 
And it sounds like if people are patrons, they can, you know, kind of be part of the experience. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm also, it's not only the, the new record, the new album that I'm uh, recording right now, but it's also the video. And uh, okay. I'm doing, a, yeah, so if you want, you know, to participate in the making of this video to support HowStheHomeless.org or um, just the homeless in general across not only Austin but the country, you know, you can help by um, supporting the making of this video with the song mm-hmm. next to fall. Right. Yeah. So how can people do that? They can just go on and you just sign on and there's levels um, that you okay. can choose from. You'll get like a so copy of the, the album. Address? Other perks. What, what's the web it's, address? Um, it's a P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Mm-hmm. So it's www.patreon.com slash Sharon Bourbonnet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to post that on my, on my website. So that sounds really interesting. Um, right. And people can be part of that. And that's, you know, that's part of the being compassionate and a compassionate mm-hmm. act is also helping other people. If people can't, do things themselves they can't volunteer they can but they have the money they could support right. people who are mm-hmm. right absolutely and, that's all, and, and they're and they're just as important mm-hmm. the, the supporters it's, yeah it's so true and musicians and artists and every i mean in your in your vocation every everything that everyone does you know is providing a service you know we all help each mm-hmm. other out you know, and that's, right. that's the bottom line. You know, we all need to help each other. If I'm not making it and I have to do something or I feel compassionate to do something to help humanity, you know, and you you maybe make more at yours, <laughs> your, your occupation mm-hmm. job than I do. You know, and you can afford to support, you know, that's where it's just helps everyone out. Right. You know, and I'm right. I'm told, uh, I'm also music director at Unity Church, and, you know, it just people tell me that it goes beyond even monetary, you know, what artists and musicians provide for people. It's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. just goes beyond a, a dollar amount. But Absolutely. sometimes, you know, we need the dollar amounts to get our music out there because we all need to eat. <laughs> right, right. So so before you go, where are you playing any any place soon around here? Or anywhere? Yes, I have a. Mm-hmm. I have my regular residency at the Driscoll on Mondays and the Elephant Room on Fridays, both happy hours. And you can go to my mm-hmm. website and see that. Um, I'm also uh, hosting a, a Women in Music Showcase where I feature women every other week at El Mercado backstage. So that would be mm-hmm. on Thursday. And and opposite Thursdays is going to be Art Mendoza um, having his yep. uh, folks showcase. So we are yes. uh, opposite each other, and that's wonderful. So you can come any Thursday and have some good music to uh-huh. El Mercado backstage. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and your website is to find it's, out all this uh, information. 
Yeah, it's just uh, com. Right. Okay. And I will say, coming up, up, up on my show at Women in Music, where it's for, not because we have to, but because we want to support women in music. It's a tough business. And uh, mm-hmm. coming up is uh, Rosie Flores on October 3rd and Shelly King on the 17th at El Mercado Backstage. Okay, great. Great. So before um, we go off the air tonight, um, as we go off the air, Art's going to play the other mm-hmm. song that you sent. So before you and I stop talking, you, maybe you can let us know what that song is about, Up Your Game. Oh, good. Up Your Game is a, um, I kind of consider it a motivational song, and I've had uh, like a corporation say, this would be a really good song, you know, for us to use in our team building. So it's just a song that I wrote about, you know, doing a little bit more, trying a little bit harder in your own life to improve yourself, and hopefully you can spread that joy to others. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Nice. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Sharon, for, for being on the program, and good luck with your project. I mean, it sounds wonderful. I want to hear more. I want to hear about it when it's complete. Yes, for sure. Tuned, uh, Patreon.com, Sharon Bourbonnet, or my website. You can also get onto my Patreon page through my website and see what all okay, I'm doing. Okay, great. Great. I'm going to post all of that on my website post this evening for anybody else who is interested in and didn't have their pen and paper ready. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, you have a very good evening, and we'll see you and speak to you again soon. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Carter. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, so before Art knocks us off the air, let me let you know all know what's coming up next week. Next Sunday, September 29th, we'll be back with another live show from right here in Austin, Texas. And we'll be joined by a member of Break the Silence Against Domestic Violence to discuss domestic violence and this great organization that provides community resources and support services to victims, survivors and families affected by domestic violence and also friends of this show and regulars of the show Renee and Jim Oliphant the musical duo called Ragtop will join us once again and tell us what's new with their music and more we always have more and if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show and get the website link to the show, listen to previous programs, read my latest blog and all the previous blogs, go to my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com, and also be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years, for all the upcoming new information. And if you want to listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now, go directly to blog talk radio b l o g talkradio.com slash your golden years this evening's program was produced by accomplice entertainment postal productions and psyched up productions and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist dr ronald devere and by storyhouse and special thanks to my guests eva lou sharon bourbonnet and of course thank you to art 
And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Trying to shrug it off like it's all good Saying that it's not your fault You're just doing what you're taught So hard to be misunderstood Everything else is to blame But you're the only one that you can change Time to up your game That's what I said now you Gotta up your game You gotta get it right Now up your game Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.